Well, this episode of Juice Crew Radio is brought to you by TriBest, making healthy living easy. Check out my favorite juicer, either the Slow Star or the Elite, for a special Tribe discount. Send me an email at steve at juicecrew.com, and I'll hook you up. Well, welcome. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome to Juice Crew Radio. I'm your host, Steve. It's so great to be with you. On today's show, we've got Candace Hutchings. She's the author of the new release, The Edgy Veg, and she's really starting a movement coming into us from uh, Toronto, Ontario, and she's going to let us know all about her journey, how she got here. So sit back, relax, have a tea, some water, some juice. We'll be back right after this with Candace Hutchings. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back to Juice Crew Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak, and today we've got Candace Hutching. She's the author of the new release, The Edgy Veg, just came out. Uh, she brings her talent on screen with a huge following on YouTube, where she's offering delicious vegan recipes to the world. We'll have some links to that under the show notes here. Uh, we're going to hear all about her stories, so sit back and relax to get a juice. Uh, let's welcome to the show right now, Candace Hutchings. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, Candace, thank you for being here. I know you're making the rounds. The book just came out, right? It did on Monday. It's very exciting. It's been available for pre-order for a while, but officially in stores on Monday. Let's have a look at that cover for those watching um, in the Academy. There it is right there. That's me. That's a meatball. It's great. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's a beautiful cover there. And that's with Robert Rose Publishers, our friends over there, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Well, congratulations. Um, we really want to hear more about you. Again, we'll have a link to Candice's website, her YouTube channel, and the book. Uh, the, the best place to get you is theedgyveg.com? Yes, it is. Theedgyveg.com. Okay. You can find the YouTube channel or Instagram, uh, how to find the book all on there. That's our main hub. Well, let's hear about your journey and what led to the book and uh, spreading the message about veganism. Yeah, for sure. I, I went vegan probably about eight years ago. I, had a, I mean, if anyone that's been vegan for as long as I have, they know that back then there really wasn't a lot in the market that was available. I mean, there was soy milk and almond milk and that sort of thing. Um, and a couple of vegan cheeses here and there, but there really wasn't all that much stuff going on. Um, the internet didn't have as many progressive recipes as it does now. So I started a blog um, to kind of document my journey. And I called it at the time, it was called I Am an Edgy Veg. And I was taking my favorite meals that I grew up eating, the comfort foods. I, you know, I moved out of my parents' place. So I was making a lot of family recipes um, to kind of feel closer to them. And I just started writing them down. And apparently people were reading, which is amazing. <laughs> well, people get into veganism for all different reasons, either, you know, health or they want to get more plants and veggies in or, you know, for animal rights or environmental reasons. What was it that brought you into eating that way? For me, it was health first. I had a lot of skin issues. I had acne, um, dry skin, a bit of rosacea, and I went to a naturopath and they had suggested, also migraines, um, and they had suggested cutting out dairy. So they said, you know, let's cut out dairy and see what happens. And I did that and it was a huge difference um, after about a month. And then uh, that same naturopath said, okay, I think we could take it a step further, try cutting out all animal protein whatsoever, no eggs, no milk, um, no, I, at the time I was still drinking goat's milk, um, cut that out. And my skin 
changed completely. So that was the main reason. And then as I was doing more research into the lifestyle, that's when I stumbled upon the animals rights, things, the exploitation and the environmental issues. So once I saw all that, I couldn't unsee it. Um, and that kind of solidified the, um, the notion that I would go vegan for the rest of my life. It just, that it was like night and day. It was like, I can't continue living like this. I can't continue doing this knowing what I know. And here I am eight years later, still vegan. So um, as you transitioned to veganism, did you notice any changes in your skin and some of these health issues, the migraines and things like that? Absolutely. My skin cleared up. It took about three months, um, but it happened fairly quickly. I would still get breakouts here and there, but it was nowhere as bad as it was before. Um, even now, I mean, we all, we all have hormones. Hormones will fluctuate and, you know, we break out here and there. But at the time, it was, I, I didn't like going out in public. And within three months, it was completely cleared up. I used to get a migraine three to four times a week. It's a couple times a month now with pressure change. So that's amazing. Um, I now can eat more or less whatever I want and I don't gain weight, which is a fantastic side effect. Um, so those are the main things that I notice. And those are the things that I talk about when I talk to people about why I'm vegan, because I feel like for a lot of people, they can really um, relate to the vanity aspect more or less than the animals a lot of the time. Well, you know, we're here in uh, Southern California here. So for us, veganism is, I mean, there's lots of vegan restaurants here. So but I can relate to you. When I went vegan 26 years ago, there was nothing in New Jersey. And that's where I was growing up. So I know what that's like. Is that how it is in Ontario, Canada there? Not anymore. It definitely was. Um, and then slowly things kind of started to wake, make their way into the industry. I mean, I remember the first commercial vegan um, cheese was Dea. And um, we, like, I was like, okay, this is cool. But then all of a sudden, that's all that there was for a while. And then all of a sudden, now we have upwards of 20 different brands and they're all more or less really good. <laughs> so um, in Canada, the last two years, um, in Toronto specifically, it has exploded. So um, it's definitely a lot easier to get products now. So let's talk about uh, the Edgy Veg. And I know your husband's co-founder of that. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. When we started dating, he hopped on board and he said, let's take this hobby and turn it into a business. So uh, now we are partners in business and partners in life. <laughs> and he is on his journey to becoming vegan as well. He's about 95% vegan now, um, except for when he travels and is put in kind of like an awkward business situation that he doesn't quite have the... Um, the confidence to uh, explain <laughs> to a coworker or a client right now, um, but he's on his journey. Awesome. And so what if you're educating about veganism and through the channels and the work you're doing, what, what is the goal? Like what is, I know you talk about the modern age of fast food. Can you explain that and what you're, you know, really what the mission is? Yeah, for sure. So for me and what we do at the edgy veg, I mean, the goal an ideal goal, yes, would be let's make the world vegan, but um, I tend to be a more realistic person. So my goal is not to make the whole world vegan. That's not my goal. It's more to get the meat eaters, um, dairy drinkers, consumers to just try it. Um, I think there's a huge gap between the vegan world and the, the let's call them carnist world. Um, and we're kind of always fighting. And my goal is just to be like, hey, do you like pulled pork sandwiches? We'll try this pulled jackfruit. It's almost the exact same and you will think it's delicious. So kind of keeping it the vegan food away from being called vegan food. You know what I mean? For me, it's really important. It's just food. It's just made differently. 
Um, right now, I find with fast food, it's so easy in the advertising for people to forget, oh yeah, that, that did come from an animal that has emotions and feelings and they are like cats and dogs and we're treating them like a commodity. So for me, just to have them change, you know, one to two, maybe three meals a week even, um, that's, a, that's, that's good for me. As long as people are aware and they're making more sustainable and cruelty-free choices, that's the goal. So how did it start for you? Like, so you started playing around in the kitchen. How did you start recreating some of the recipes of the things you loved? Um, I always loved cooking. I wasn't, I mean, amazing at it. Um, but <laughs> I, my, my grandmother always made me cook. Uh, we kind of had to work for our meals <laughs> growing up. Um, we always had to help. We had chores and one of them was cooking. And I found out very quickly at a young age that if I offered to cook, I didn't have to do the dishes. So that was when I was young, how I kind of quickly taught myself how to cook and I would offer to cook so I wouldn't have to do other chores. And I, and I kind of parlayed that love. I fell in love with creating things and just started to do research on the meals that I loved eating growing up. And I found that if you use the same techniques in flavor profiles, and after many years of figuring out the know-how, I just apply those to uh, vegan substitutions. And that's kind of how I go about things. I know that mushrooms, for example, have a very meaty texture and can be very thick in, and juicy. And if you use, let's say, a state of the same flavor profiles as a steak rub, even use a steak rub, you can get the same type of flavor profile. So that's kind of how I go about creating recipes. And what kind of response has there been with your friends and family? They're like, oh, God, eight years ago, you started changing. Was there resistance? They say, well, has she gone crazy? Oh, yeah, for sure. I remember my dad seeing online that I had become vegan and he was like, oh, so this is the next big thing now. And how am I supposed to cook for you? And what are you doing to me? I, I, a lot of the time I felt um, my family at first, not even, they're super supportive now. Um, but at the time, there was just no education. So for them, it was very much like, oh, how are you? Why would you do this to me? Now I have to make different meals for you. It's going to be harder to take you out for food or to cook for you. Um, now they're super supportive. But that was kind of the pushback at first. It wasn't that I had gone completely crazy, but more that they thought that it would be difficult on them. What's your advice for someone in our audience who's now, we've, you know, we've inspired them to start with getting juice in their body. And they're like, you know, I, I really want to eat more uh, plant-based, more vegan foods. What's your advice to, to those starting out on this journey? Yeah, I would say, you know, go slow. Use what's available to you. When I first went vegan, I didn't go cold turkey. I didn't flip overnight. Um, I tried that and it didn't work because I... I didn't prepare myself. So whenever people ask me this question, I always say, you know, you can do it overnight if you really want to, but, but educate yourself, know what the amazing substitutions are near you that you can get easily, that you can make at home. But otherwise, you know, if you kind of want to take it slow, I would say cut out the meat first, uh, do that for a few weeks or a month until you get the hang of, you know, the substitutions that you really like. Then cut out the, uh, the, I, what I call visible dairy and visible eggs. Um, cut out those, anything that you can see. And then afterwards, go into the stuff that you can't say, see. So if it's baked into something or, you know, then you start reading the labels. Um, that's the slow way of going about it. But honestly, the best piece of advice I could give is just cook the same meals that you already loved eating, but make healthier and plant-based substitutions. I find a lot of people say, I'm going to go healthy. And then they 
think they're going to eat kale salads all day, every day, and they don't even like kale. Well, you're going to set yourself up for failure. Just keep eating the same things. Make spaghetti and meatballs, but make vegan meatballs instead. You know, make pulled pork sandwiches, but use jackfruit and make pulled jackfruit sandwiches. So using the recipes that you already love and just learning how to substitute. Right. And, and people will find those replacement meats in local grocery. I mean, it's pretty much widely available now, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I, so James and I are so busy doing this cookbook tour that we don't actually have time to cook for ourselves anymore, which is hilarious and ironic. Um, so we are, we're with a meal delivery service now, and they just delivered seitan and cauliflower downstairs for me. So people are aware. You can buy them at the grocery store. Even something like a meal delivery um, is people understand, and those things are super readily available. What do you think is the biggest... Um error that someone might commit when starting to make vegan recipes in the kitchen? Um, I think that a lot of people feel like they have to reinvent the wheel. Like I said before, use the same dishes that you loved. Uh, don't forget to season your food. Um, if you, for example, if you steam kale, it will taste like steamed kale. But if you, you know, steam it and then saute it with olive oil and garlic and lemon and salt, you can make something really delicious. So experiment, um, and don't kind of fall into that trap of, oh, healthy means that there's no flavor. Got it. And what about you? Um, what has been some of your stumbling blocks or biggest obstacles to this lifestyle? For me, the main thing, the, the meat was super easy for me to give up. I always had a weird thing with meat. Um, but for me, it was the cheese. I never drank milk. Uh, my sister's lactose intolerant, so I grew up drinking soy milk. So luckily, that's just something I was always used to. But I grew up in a European household where we ate cheese as like a lunch. Like that, it was its own food group. So for me, that was the most difficult thing was giving up those types of things. I'm also, I have a huge sweet tooth. Um, I love baked goods, and that was another one. I mean, I haven't had a decent croissant in years <laughs> but finding you know the the substitutions for those now luckily being vegan in this day and age is amazing because there are cheeses that are just so incredible and better than the real thing so that was my biggest challenge for me was the cheese and that's the one i hear the most often actually yeah they've come a long way with the cheeses that is it, it, you know, i never thought they would no, for a while it was a scary, barren time for cheese in the vegan world, <laughs> but there's a lot of them out there now. We did a completely vegan wedding, and we did a vegan wine and cheese the night before for a rehearsal dinner, and there's this wonderful local woman in Toronto that cures and ferments nuts to make these beautiful cheeses, and we fooled all of the guests at our rehearsal dinner. Love it. I mean, so how did that go? Because you say vegan wedding, and that could invoke fear. I, I, I like, oh, I don't want to go to a wedding. I'm not gonna. We're gonna leave starving. Like, what, what, what kind of feedback did you have from the guests? First of all, we didn't tell anyone it would be a vegan wedding. No one knew, except for the people in the wedding, and um, we just uh -huh. kind of served food and we had the luckily we did partner with a incredible incredible caterer who um understands our love for food uh, james and i are foodies through and through so we worked with them on the menu we asked for a vegan euro in style of of um, cuisine and we had four courses and every dish the chef will come out and explain what they were eating so until they had the food in front of them they had no idea it was vegan and we've actually been told that it was the best food they've ever had at a wedding. 
So yeah, exactly. I was blown away. I was expecting one or two people to, you know, once they figured out that it was vegan, be like, Oh, you know, it was good for vegan food, but no, the reviews were, it was the best food I've ever had at a wedding. And we really took the time to seek out these caterers and and taste test and and work with them to make sure that, you know, it's delicious food. It's just food. (laughs) After all, awesome. So you've got the book there. We know it just came out, The Edgy Veg. Let's take a look at that again. And we're going to have a link to that at juicegururadio.com under the show notes for our show here on The Edgy Veg with Candace Hutchings. She's here with us today. Uh, the book just came out. We're really excited. So wh- let's talk a little about some of the recipes you've got in yeah. there, some of your favorites. Maybe you could even share one, something really easy for, for our listeners or viewers to whip up. Yeah, absolutely. So let's pull up the table. I mean, the whole book is... It looks beautiful. I'm very biased, but I think it's absolutely incredible. Um, It was definitely a labor of love. Um, All of the recipe names are very um, hilarious. Our channel, we tried to translate what we do in our channel into a book. And we did that with names like, um, let's see... (laughs) What's, I'm trying to find my favorite name here. There's one. So my husband is Syrian, and we have one here called Why So Syrian Chicken and Rice. In search of General So's Chicken, Better Than Ever Veggie Dogs. This is Takeout Butter Chicken. Um, it's a good balance of foods. All of the chapters are named as well. So we have Not Boring Salads, uh, Supernatural, The Main Squeeze, Thirsty Girl, and Brunch the Hangover Story very creative <laughs> yes so it's it's a very comedic book and um uh-huh. yeah we can absolutely uh give you a recipe to share if that's something that you're interested in yeah i mean something that's real easy to whip up and we can um we'll post it below the show notes but yeah, what, what, which one of your favorites there um so one of my favorites actually is this one right here is a snack it is the uh kimchi fries so it's a spicy uh sriracha toss fries with some kimchi the uh, jackfruit tacos Mm. are one of my personal favorites as well um my favorite favorite recipe in the book though is the this is takeout butter chicken i have been arguing with the with how to cook curry it for many years And I think that this, and I I love, love, love Indian style food. And um, this is one of my favorite recipes that happened in the book. Uh, My second favorite is in the brunch section, and it is the unorthodox lox and cream cheese bagels. So we make uh, lox or smoked salmon out of carrots. Oh, interesting. Yes. And we did a blind taste test last week for some media in Toronto and had them taste a variety of the different meals in the book. And when they got the unorthodox lox and cream cheese bagels, right away, everyone was like, this is salmon. Why are we eating salmon at a vegan taste test? So that's, that is, I think, one of the most innovative recipes in the book. Awesome. So we'll, we'll post that below the show notes so we can, we can uh, share that. I'll just ask our, our friends over at Robert Rose for, for that sample. I'm sure they've got it up uh, on the media page. So thank you for that. That's exciting. Um, what about the day-to-day? Like, what, what's a typical day like for you, what you eat in a typical day? Because some people say, I don't want to be in the kitchen making all these meals. How long do they take? What's a day like for you? And can this be done easy and simple? 
Absolutely. I, I mean, for me, I do take the time. It's usually on Sundays, sometimes Mondays. I'll take the time. I'll take two to three hours and I will make a lot of food for the whole week because I am, especially now, really short on time. Uh, but a breakfast for me is usually, you know, a nice piece of grain toast with almond butter and then a smoothie. And the smoothie changes every day. Sometimes it's green. Uh, sometimes it's berries. Sometimes I want, you know, almond and chocolate for my smoothie. Uh, with a little bit of chlorophyll um, to make it taste minty. I have this wonderful minty chlorophyll that I use. So that's my breakfast and it kind of changes day to day. And then for lunch, I like to do a lighter lunch. I work from home. So a lot of the time it's just whipping up whatever leftovers are in my fridge, whipping up a quick salad or poke bowl. Um, but I meal prep a lot of that. So on Sundays, I will chop up all of the vegetables in my fridge um, so I can easily put meals together. Um, just take like a hand, throw a salad together with all the chopped veggies um, or a stir fries, something like that. So I kind of do like a lighter lunch. Um, and then for dinner is when we indulge a little bit. Um, my husband is a foodie through and through and we really love really indulgent foods. So it can be anything from, you know, like a butter chicken to um, something as healthy as as roasted vegetables and some protein. So whether that is tofu steaks or um, I'm really in love with uh, field, ro field roast sausages right now, we'll chop those up and put that in like a stir fry. Um, we do a lot of Asian inspired meals. Um, we both love that flavor profile a lot, but all of that is prepped on the, on the Sunday or the Monday. And what are you using for your vegan chicken? It sounds like you've got a few uh, ch vegan chicken dishes in there too. I do. So in the book, I do share my uh, chicken seitan version of chicken. So you can do that. Um, or if you're, if you're cut on time, I mean, there's a wonderful, um, there's lots of wonderful seitans that you can buy in your local health food store. But if you have the time to make the seitan, I do suggest it because it is the best chicken substitute I've had yet. For those that missed it, uh, the name of the book is The Edgy Veg. It just came out last Monday with Robert Rose, publisher, the very people published Juice Guru. Uh, great, <laughs> great publishing house. And congratulations. Um, you're now on a book tour. What, what are your plans uh, now and for the future with, with the business, with The Edgy Veg and the work that you're doing and getting the word out? So right now uh, we are doing a press tour. We will be in New York on the 30th. I believe, and then um, do some press tours in Toronto as well, and then hopefully kind of the Vancouver area, maybe down to LA. I'm hoping. I've been trying for that. Um, but then moving forward, I mean, people have been talking about and asking about a second book, so I'm going to let the dust settle for this one first before I do that. We did write this book in only 10 months, so <laughs> it was idea to published in 10 months, so I'm, I'm going to take a vacation first. Um, but just really amping up the channels or the videos on the YouTube channel, promoting the hell out of this book and, um, and putting more stuff up on the blog. We would like to tap into more lifestyle stuff as well and kind of become the center for plant-based vegan eating on the website. Awesome. Sound, sounds great. And the book is available on Amazon and I imagine bookstores uh, worldwide. Is that right, Candice? That is. So you can walk into your, uh, I mean, I don't know where people are that are listening or watching this, but uh, in Indigo and, um, and uh, Kohl's in Canada, Barnes and Noble in the States, you can buy amazon.ca.com.uk.ee or uh, DE uh, worldwide. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Doing great work. And we'll have links to her, her TV show over at juicegururadio.com. 
Com. Again, we're here with Candace Hutchings. Uh, we're broadcasting live on iHeartRadio and to the Juice Crew Academy. And let me just see if there's any questions, but, um, but we will close out the radio show. So if you want to be part of behind the scenes, sign up at JuiceCrewRadio.com uh, for Juice Crew Academy. You'll see the link and you can be part of our inner circle. Candace, thank you so much for being on Juice Crew Radio. We're going to take a couple questions when we close out this part of the show. But thank you again for being here, all the amazing work you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Awesome. It's Candace Hutchins. She's the author of The Edgy Veg uh, right here on Juice Crew Radio, and we'll see you next time. So if there are any other questions, go ahead and type them in. The, the show closed out there. I'm just checking. <laughs> awesome. Great. Uh, one question here on Facebook coming in. Is this book something that would be helpful for somebody you're trying to inspire to go vegan who's eating a lot of meat? Absolutely. This is why I wrote the book. So the story behind the book is I wanted my husband to go vegan. So I veganized all of his favorite recipes. So the book is all of our favorite recipes that he grew up, that I grew up eating, and that we kind of came along in our travels. Um, and it's a lot of heavy meat-based recipes that have been switched to vegan. So that's why it's called carnivore approved is because you can give it to a traditional meat eater and they would love it. Oh, yeah. Let's see. It says that right in the corner. Let's see if you can hold that up. It says carnivore. Let me see that. Oh, yeah. That's great. So, yeah. It says it right there. Carnivore approved vegan. I mean, you know, it doesn't see. You got the label. <laughs> yes. I had, I had right? all of my friends and family try the recipes in this book at three o'clock in the morning sometimes when I was recipe testing. So, so it definitely, that stamp of approval is perfect if you're trying to inspire someone. Now, Diane in the Just Crew Academy here asks, what is your YouTube channel so I can find you? Yes. It's, uh, it, if you just do youtube.com slash edgy veg, it's right there. Or you can just search edgy veg on YouTube or Google and it'll come up for sure. And you guys, how many videos do you have up now? How many have you done so far? Oh, that's a great question. I think it's just shy of, I feel like it might be like 170, under 200 videos. Awesome. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then, well, again, we'll have the link up for everybody to, to get that, to get the book, uh, to find the website. Let me just see if there's anything left here on Facebook. And if not, we're going to get ready to close out. Um, but before we do, um, any final last words, uh, Candice, that we can share with the audience on eating more plant foods or anything that you want to share that we didn't get to or any final words of wisdom or advice? Um, I mean, just if you're trying to inspire someone to uh, go vegan, this is definitely the book. That it, it makes a great gift. Um, but all of the recipes have been tested by many, many different people. And if you are looking to inspire someone to go vegan, a lot of the time it's just lead with your fork, make them foods, get them to try it. Don't tell them it's vegan until after they've talked to you about how much they loved it. Um, that's really been my personal philosophy with advocacy. I find a lot of uh, people in our community to be um, abrasive sometimes or make people feel attacked. So be kind to the, to the meat eaters, to the carnists, and just feed them really good food. It's all about um, acceptance. Uh, no judgment. So now, again, you're on the book tours. Can we follow you and find out where you're going to be? How, where, how are you making the announcements on where? Because you said you might be in L.A. and you're going to New York. 
Yes. So if you follow us on Instagram, again, it's at edgyveg or Twitter or Facebook. We do all of our announcements there. I would recommend if you just want to do one, definitely do Instagram. That's where we are most active on the social platforms, but we do all of our announcements there. We also have an event page on the website, theedgyveg.com. So if you want to see where we're going to be, you can check out that. Perfect. Candice Hutchings, thank you so much for being here on the show. Congratulations on the thank Edgy so Veg. Congratulations to James, all the amazing work you're doing. And thank you for being here. We'd love to have you back, you know, with the next book. So let us keep Absolutely. us posted. I'd love to come back. <laughs> all right. Take care. Thank you again. Thank you. Take care. And everybody in Juice Crew Academy, thank you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at juiceguru.com. Until next time, get your juice on.